Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. We hope you had a wonderful Christmas and are planning for a happy new year, or had a happy new year if you're listening to this after the 31st of December 2020. My name is Kyle West and I'm joined by Chris Hill. Hello, Chris. How's it going, Kyle? It's going good, man. Festive, spirits, everything. I'm, I'm always excited about Christmas mm-hmm. and the new year ever since I had children. I was kind of a take it or leave it guy before, right. as, as I got older, as you probably felt that, as you get older and older and uh, you don't obviously buy into the santa myth anymore and all these things and really you're just looking to get money this is it yeah you want money or you know what's the funniest thing when i was younger i used to always get given like the deodorant i don't know if you call it deodorant do you call it deodorant in the yeah. US? you know body spray and, and like shower gel gift mm-hmm. boxes and i used to have too many of them you know <laughs> uh, or socks yeah. And like now, I rely on getting those gift boxes <laughs> and socks, and no one fucking buys them for me. Because <laughs> they're so damn expensive. That's why they, they stopped getting, getting them for us. Oh, but dude, I like I need them now. I didn't need them back then. I need them now. This is like, <laughs> last year, Katie and I said we weren't going to get gifts for each other. You know, money was tied to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just moved house and everything. And so we got the kids what we could. And then uh, we said we won't get any- anything. Just get a little something. Two yeah. gifts for each other, something small. And we both got each other, like, slippers. <laughs> and it was the most amazing gift we could have had because the house that we moved into was it was quite cold in the winter. So all we wanted was slippers. Yeah, and I just want socks, deodorant, <laughs> everything now. Yeah. I don't get it. But I hope everyone listening did have a great time. And as you said to me before we came on, we hope you've had a, a merry Trekmas and that you've all mm-hmm. had some new toys, uh, maybe some books, maybe what else we got? Trek. DVDs. DVDs. Uh, Picard just came out a few uh, months ago in, in your country. They've announced that they've released an HD remaster of DS9 and Voyager. <laughs> that would be a dream. Do you know, I'm in an R-ing because I actually had I had all of Trek on DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a number of years ago, I had to, because my DVD collection was getting on, out of control. So I took everything out of the cases. Yeah. Even my, all my Treks, which are in all those collectors, you know, those hard plastic yep. cases they're all in. And I just threw all that away and put the discs just into uh, like CD wallets. And now I've, since I've got like Enterprise Blu-ray, uh, TNG Blu-ray, I've got obviously Discovery, Short Treks. And now I'm... I'm recollecting everything but in Blu-ray. And yet, I've got that DS9 and Voyager. I'm thinking, well, I can't have not have them on the shelf. Right. So I'm going to have to rebuy those on DVD. <laughs> just to get but them on the shelf. Just to have them there. And I'm kind of like, oh, it's the same bloody... Th- I don't... It, like, I'm not... I don't mind getting TNG and... Or oh, I've already got them. TNG, Enterprise and such on Blu-ray as a double buy. Because, mm-hmm. you know, DVD to Blu-ray is different. But to buy the DVDs again, yeah. I've already got them just for a flipping box uh, and the cases is infuriating. And I know that the moment I do it will be the time that CBS do announce that they are going to remaster them and uh, they're going to come out to this year. And I'll be like, Jesus, I've just spent a hundred quid on 
replacing these DVDs. So my suggestion is sometime this week after we're recording, go ahead and buy them so that way we look like geniuses. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it happen, yeah. So uh, as we release this now, it is the 30th of December. So uh, in two days, it'll be a new year. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone will be happy to put 2020 behind them. But Definitely. What I'll say uh, to you, Chris, is that for me, 2020 has been great in the sense that it's brought me back into the podcasting world. Uh, we've had this show going strong now for almost uh, six months Yeah, uh, on air. I think we, we must have started talking about the show eight months ago, maybe. Yeah, I think it was late June, early July. Mm, so... It's been a it's been a, a great second half of the year, and mm-hmm. you know we we both launched podcasts off the back of this one. You've got the voyages, yep. I've got Blast Shields, which is kind of morphing into her first trek, and uh, you know I launch uh, I launch a new project in in two days as well. You could probably just go ahead and say what it is, so that way uh, I can plug it for people. Okay, yeah. yeah so uh, in it should be in two days as I record this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not the 30th of December, so um, touch wood. I got no wood around. Oh, I do. I have a chair leg. You know, touch wood, uh, in uh, two days I'll be launching uh, Nerd Since 86, which uh, I am the nerd in that, and I was born in 1986, so I'm the nerd since 86. It is a predominantly YouTube-led channel that will focus on all my uh, interests of mostly geek stuff and superhero stuff, or sci-fi. Trek will be part of that. Her first Trek, actually, is going to fall under my banner for that. Uh, it'll still release at hollowsweetmedia.com, though, and... Uh, there'll be a website with it. Uh, there'll be a Patreon for people who can get a whole lot more content from me. And uh, I'll also be giving people an insight into my personal life there as well. So um, so 2021 will start will start well, hopefully. And uh, yeah. And you've just landed uh, another host for your show. So you're back up to a full yeah. compliment. It's all going well, man. And you've got a, a president who... Well, you will have a president in about three weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> who's actually president material. Sorry to any Republican supporters who listen to this podcast, <laughs> my problem is not with Republican supporters. My problem is with... The top of the ticket. <laughs> yeah, the last Republican president. Uh, so who knows? Maybe the Republicans will come back with a, a great candidate in four years, or maybe it'll just be yeah. Mr. Trump again. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> he'll, he'll rise. He's like the emperor from uh, Star Wars, man. He'll be back. <laughs> yeah. I actually wouldn't be surprised if he decides to go ahead and run independent and basically creates the third party that nobody in America wants. <laughs> I can never work out if that, well, we'll have that conversation, I guess, another time, but I can never work out if just having like a two party system is, is good or not because, you know, in the UK, we've got about, it feels like we've got about six million parties. Uh, mm-hmm. but the problem is so many of them are on the left that it splits the left vote now. So that's why uh, we keep ending up with a uh, right wing party in government. But maybe that's a Patreon podcast. We'll just talk politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very left-wing biased or center biased politics because you know other than star trek you know every four years it's like you know super bowl and world series and stanley cup final all rolled into one for me so <laughs> right okay so before we get cracking on this week's episode i should probably explain what it is so if you didn't see the fancy graphics uh, when you were clicking on this week's episode it is an audio commentary for carbon creek which is a very popular episode of the show a little bit of of a hidden gem you won't always see it on the list of top 10 episodes of trek which go for all the big heavy hitters like your best of both worlds and things like that Uh, but anyone who's really watched enterprise would probably put carbon creek on that top 10 or or Mm -hmm. close to that top 10 i think so we're doing an audio commentary this week and that was chosen on our patreon page so as with last week's show Uh, This is another uh, patron's choice episode. We gave a few guidelines for what couldn't get chosen because we already had them on the schedule. But this was uh, a choice. Carbon Creek as an audio commentary. 
So here we are fulfilling our promise and given our final gift of 2020. And if you would like to subscribe to our show, if you're not already, please just hit the subscribe button on your podcast app or player or podcast catcher. I don't know all these terms, Chris. You're, you're better than me. Podcatcher of choice. Podcatcher of choice. There we go. I should probably script this stuff so I don't <laughs> sound like a right idiot. And uh, yeah, please subscribe. And there'll be details later in the show for social media follows and such. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review if you like the show. If you don't like the show, just don't leave a review, please. <laughs> don't ruin it. Don't ruin our score for us. And thank you to everyone who has reviewed us. We are flying on reviews. Like, for a new show, I think on Apple uh, Podcasts, we've got like 16 reviews. And it's, it's yeah for a startup podcast, that's really... That's really good. Really good. Yeah, you know, it's because it's hard. It is hard to get wonderful listeners like you to find the time to, you know, to click that even just the star rate and not just even with a like written review. And so it's amazing that we've got climbed to 16 already. So thank you very much to everyone. And we really appreciate it too. We really do. I check it all the time. I don't know why, <laughs> but I do check all the time to see. I think it's from when I used to work in hospitality and I used to always want to get, <laughs> I always wanted to get ahead of complaints. So like I would always be checking right. like the hashtags and the, um, uh, the usernames doing searches on like Twitter and Facebook of my company to make sure if any complaints were coming in, I knew before the big boss man. <laughs> so I think I do that with the uh, with the reviews of the podcast. But like as Chris said, we really appreciate uh, all the support. So thank you. So on this commentary, as with all the previous ones uh, that we've done, we're going to include the audio for the episode, so you can listen to this mm-hmm. in your car still, or whilst you're doing the dishes, as uh, happens to me, and listen to podcasts. Anyway, you'll be able to hear uh, what we're talking about. It will turn up when we're not talking. It will turn down uh, when we are. So uh, we'll add that in for you. CBS, we're doing you a favor. We're advertising your show. So don't don't shut us down for uh, yeah for using your audio. <laughs> if if you want to pitch in some, that great. But you know, yeah. I'm still I'm still waiting for your guys's check for for liking Discovery. Like I'm waiting for Soros's check for voting for for Biden. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, I'm watching on Netflix this week, as I've said on previous shows, all the Trek shows except for Picard and Star Trek Lower Decks are available on Netflix internationally. Who knows, we might also hear the international deal between the time we record this and it gets released. Not, so. not holding up much hope <laughs> at this rate. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for someone to question how I, as a British person, am running a, uh, I'm running a Lower Decks podcast. But <laughs> I can vouch he did pay for it, so... <laughs> You are my my witness to it all. There was no illegal shenanigans going on. I I paid for every episode uh, that I saw. So and CBS got the money, by the way. I wasn't paying Chris yes. for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Send it over, mate. I'll give I'll give you a fiver. You in your country in the US, Chris, you can do it on CBS All Access. I believe Amazon have it as well. Yep, Amazon Prime. I haven't checked Netflix in a while, but at last I knew it was still kind of there. If you had just have regular over the air channels, H and I has Star Trek blocks throughout the week loads of ways to get carbon creek basically so uh, you can watch with us but as i said the the audio is already attached to the file and so you can you can listen along here's the bit now where we have to make sure we're ready chris i believe you're probably watching on your digital copy yes are you all lined up and ready i am for everyone watching if you're going to watch with us you have to be ready the file at like zero 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 I'm in the file right now. It's paused on the dot of uh, the Mm -hmm. start of it. So when I say play, we're going to hit the play button. And then we're going to uh, have some fun for the next 42 minutes and 55 seconds, according to my my Netflix timer. I don't know if it's different (laughs) on yours. Okay, so let's do it. All right. So we're going to hit it on play. I'll say play and then we'll hit it. Okay. Three, two, one, play.
Get a nice hero shot of the ship. Yeah, she's a gorgeous ship. I've been looking at pictures of her. I know it sounds weird. <laughs> I've been looking at pictures of her today. You know, I was trying to find some nice images for uh, for backgrounds, for green screens and stuff. And yeah. oh, she's such a gorgeous ship. To our science officer, it's been one year to the day. Since one, one year to the day. So does that mean this is just after the end of... If you look at Broken Bow, it must be at the end of that adventure then, when she officially yeah. joined. Accomplishment, considering the previous. And you know, if we were thinking, we probably could have held this off to to where it was one year to the day that we were, were doing the commentary. <laughs> we should have, yeah. We should have thought ahead of that. I love that Topol just corrected Archers. He said the longest any Vulcan had stayed on a human ship was two weeks, and she was very quickly said ten days. <laughs> There's something in your record I've been meaning to ask you about. While you were stationed in Sausalito, you took a five-day leave. Yes. You went to. An I feel like Archer shouldn't be mentioning this uh, when he's with Trip. <laughs> it seems like it feels like he's he's got that information because of uh, his his ranking. So maybe he shouldn't have pulled it up now. Is this part of my evaluation? Oh, we missed the line by the way of Paul saying that she's evaluating. Archer as well for the Vulcan High Command, yeah. which I think is brilliant. You had a personal matter in Carbon Creek, Pennsylvania, Trip. <laughs> if she doesn't want to tell us, seems a little unfair. You tell her plenty of stories. You'd like me to tell you a story? We do miss these scenes later on, don't we? Yeah. From season three and four, we don't really get these scenes anymore. Uh, even when they are in in Archer's uh, mess, they're kind of like uh, plot driven. Yeah, it's more it's more business. Yeah, exactly, business. And I think uh, I do miss the innocent charm of these sort of. I guess some would call them pointless. These moments in the, yeah. in the captain's mess, but I like some great character work happened in this room. Really, you know, I'm thinking of Reed in uh, Minefield. And... My mother's mother's mother. <laughs> Trip trying to work out how old. <laughs> How old the must be? It's been all right. Get your lighters out, everybody. Oh, every time, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't deal. It's such a nice song. Kay hasn't really watched an Enterprise with me for a while, and uh, whenever she hears it going on, and she's upstairs or something when I'm doing my research and watching them, she texts me. She's like, "Oh, I miss my crew." With Carbon Creek, it also kind of negates uh, Strangers from the Sky, which was a TOS novel from the 80s. Oh, wow, okay. Where they kind of put first contact more in the South Pacific instead of Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Is it a good book? Um, I haven't read it, I just know about it. Oh, wow. You're just a, a fountain of TOS knowledge, man. Some days. You should start a TOS podcast. Oh, wait. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. <laughs> So Russell Watson uh, appeared on this year's I'm a Celebrity in the UK, yeah. which is uh, normally it was in a jungle and you have to do all these, they have these like has-been celebs or whatever yeah. to uh, do these tasks like, I don't know, get covered in snakes and insects and holy breath and stuff like that. They couldn't do that this year because of COVID-19. So uh, mm-hmm. they were in my country actually this year instead of down under and uh, they're at a Welsh castle 
and Russell Watson's on the show, who obviously sang oh, that nice. song. Yeah. I can't compensate. The refusion pressure is still dropping. Oh no. No, that guy's screwed. Yeah. Now, question for you. How do you feel about... Uh, you know when you get, like this episode, stories being told about the past? Or how do you feel about an actor playing their ancestor? I'm fine with it. Hmm. Honestly. I don't know if I am. I, I, I don't know if... Oh, it's just picky to me. Like, my son watched this with me when I was getting preparing for this podcast and trying to make him make sense of the fact that Paul was in <laughs> was in both was in both sort of parts of the episode it was a nightmare I, I don't know sometimes I always think it's a bit um, I don't know you have to spend belief on you really for yeah I can say disbelief, it's really really I think that the issue came came with Brent Spiner playing all the songs no oh, you think I think so I think that one kind of made a bit more. Well, not so much in Picard. I mean, that that didn't look. Yeah. At that point, they had to. They couldn't suddenly use a new actor though, because he'd done all the other ones previously. Oh, here we go. So they've crashed on the planet. Now let's talk about the uniforms, because they are they are badass uniforms. Mm-hmm. Brown leather, from the looks of it. Can't be leather leather because they don't harm animals. Yeah. I don't think. But such yep. intricate design work on them though given that they don't wear them for long what are your orders we need to find food first yeah first thought our colleague is dead now let's go get some pizza <laughs> yeah of course hang on Tamir was your great grandmother I'd be the last person to question your math but Aren't you missing a few generations? <laughs> Sputnik was 200 years ago. Don't forget how long Vulcans live. Right. Just how old are you? So this was a bit of a running gag on Enterprise. I think it came up yeah. a few times about her age. Did we ever get confirmation that she was about 60 years old? I think we I think, I had think it at so. some point, didn't we? It came up. Go on. I'm guessing... Timeline-wise, what Sarek must have been getting born around now? They had no way of knowing. I would think so, yeah. Stress signal had even been transmitted. They'd used up their emergency rations within a week. Yeah, because with unification, that was about 200 years mm. in the future on this one. Feels so weird seeing all this stuff with the Vulcans now, knowing that they're headed to Nivar without giving out yes. too many spoilers on on the show. Although the episode aired about a month ago at this point, so yeah, watch Unification three on Star Trek Discovery, guys. Yes, which which Navir or Navar is is actually an Enterprise reference. Oh, is it? Because that was the name of the ship in uh, Andorian Incident, I think it was. Oh wow, I I'd seen that the word had come from being established. I didn't realize it had been in Enterprise then. Yeah. One of those creatures could sustain us for some time. Are you suggesting we eat it? It's logical to take extreme. What I love on this is that you know, like when, yeah, they're not they're not in dire straits yet, but already one of them 
wants to forego like not eating meat, <laughs> just yeah. and savagery as the other as the other one said, uh, Stron said. It's like it's like you see some of those films or in those uh, like zombie films or something, and people mm-hmm. before things have got really bad, someone's already talking about killing someone else and eating them yeah. like, for food. You're like what? Like <laughs> there's still there's loads of options yet, mate. We're not even that hungry. Why are we going to kill this uh, deer? Willing to take the risk. Like, look at that's a badass outfit. Yeah. Remain here. And now we know kind of what time we're in. So we're in the fifties, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Is uh, right after Sputnik had launched. Is Carbon Creek a real place in America? I don't think so. I think they made it up just for the for the show. I can double check real quick and pop in with it. Piece of trivia, if I'm remembering correctly, is that this episode was actually the first episode they filmed for season two. Because I remember um, location pictures leaking out. Yeah. And it was the first thing. Let's just talk about this for a minute, man. We've talked previously about gratuitous... Yeah. um, You know, just showing off Jolene Bledock's uh, bits and pieces, really, for no reason. That That is one of them, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm a male, so that stuff is, at least at this time, was mostly targeted at me. And uh, and I'm not going to say that she has not got an uh, incredible physique, because she, she does, obviously she does. But yeah. whenever I see those moments now, I just think, God, oh, so unnecessary. And and yeah. I feel bad for Jolene. Do you know, like, did she get a choice? Did she mind? If she didn't mind, then I guess who cares? But I always think, like, like that was really revealing. That shot through the through the sheet. Um, yeah. And I just uh, it just seemed unnecessary. You didn't need that. Why can't we see the head? Like a lot of shows do. Why can't you just see her head above the sheet while right. she's getting changed? And I wouldn't see that now, as we always say, in Trek. There's no chance in hell that CBS's uh, Trek does a shot like that now. I don't think. Yeah. Charging hard for right field. He scoops it up. I like that they've they've you know. Included some baseball in this one. Was baseball just much popular back in the day? Because whenever you see anything yeah. that's like, yeah, from about this time, I guess, about fifties or sixties, it's always baseball is the sport that's getting yeah um, called out. What about American football uh, and stuff? Uh, that didn't didn't really start to boom until the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, I've seen some of the uh, the first Super Bowls. I was watching yeah. on the uh, the NFL app and some of the conditions they used to play those games in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, Iced pitches and uh, it was like Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what Super Bowl it was, where just landing on the on the ground was like <laughs> almost breaking yeah. bones and stuff like that. So, now Tamir, which is um, Tapal's, uh, was it great grandmother? I think. Um, yeah, she wasn't very careful about covering her hair, was she? Uh, her sorry, no. her ears um, with her hair could have gone wrong. I think they actually named this town after California Waterway downstream from a Carbon Canyon Dam in California. There you go. There's your trivia. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched The Ranch on Netflix? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, one of my uh, one of my favorite shows ever. It's finished now on there, but. Um, this kind of bar scenes and stuff just really sort of um, remind me of that show. Currency. Yes, the paper appears to have value. In the the part of the the country that they're showing, you know, 
country, more country music would be what was playing as opposed to, you know, pop or, or, or rock. Hmm. You mean free? She's really cool about giving them free stuff as well. Yeah. In 2020, you're just told, if you're not spending money, just get out of my, get out of my bar. Vehicle outside your town. Not that many bars are bloody open right now, actually. Right. You folks married? No. <laughs> well, that was awful quick, Tamir. <laughs> There's a gas station up the road. I'd be happy to give you a lift. No, thank you. He comes off like a jerk there, doesn't he? I just feel like saying mm -hmm. suit yourself just sounds like overly uh, aggressive. Like, I don't know why. It just feels like one of those phrases that is, at least for me, I find it like it's going to antagonize me. Am I just yeah. being touchy or is it didn't feel like he needed to be an asshole about that? Yeah. I'm up for a game. Samir's like, what the hell? Mistral's like, uh, he's a troublemaker before oh, yeah. before shit's even hit the fan. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> straight away, he's talking about just like killing animals and eating them when they weren't even really that peckish at that point. <laughs> yeah. And now he's like, yeah, I'm going to mingle. I'm going to place a bet. Yeah, I can say uh, Dayton Ward's actually, I think Dayton has, as, as well as Greg Cox. They've, they've used Mistral in the books. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you win, I'll pay up. Yeah, because, you know, this guy's floating around on Earth. Yeah. Could have potentially even been around for uh, the known first contact. Yeah. Though he'd have to survive. World War Three and uh, such for that, but you'd have to survive 2020. <laughs> yeah. Socialize with him. So I like the hair color on uh, Timir as well. Obviously, she yeah. has a different color to to Paul. I feel like it might be a little similar to. I'm trying to think. No, is to Paul's hair color slightly different for season three and I four in so. the wig? I feel. Yeah, I feel like it goes a bit more towards that brown, but I'd have to look at pictures again to see. Jolene just has the best Vulcan look. I'm such a fan of her portrayal of Vulcans. And to play another Vulcan? Yeah. That's got to be hard. And because Tamir does come off as very different as well, I think, to... Not not as in a completely different person. You can see there's... There's only certain ways you can play a Vulcan. But... Right. She has some of, like... You take some of T'Pol's sort of harsh mannerisms and bluntness, and that is the entirety of Tamir, yeah. I think. And so it's it's interesting seeing her play another Vulcan. My favourite Vulcan in Star Trek, as I've said before. Followed closely by Ethan Peck's Spock. Yeah. I do love Leonard Nimoy, by the way, guys. I'm not. That's not a slight on Leonard, but I'm there. I'm a big fan of Ethan Peck's Spock. With the beard. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that, that I liked about this episode is that they have uh, Mistral using the sock hat like Leonard Nimoy did in um, City on the Edge of Forever. Do you suppose they've experimented with protein replicators? How much food they bought. Money went a, a long yeah. way back then compared it, to it now. It did. <laughs> I think that wine's gone to your head. <laughs> what are you applying? 
two Vulcans strolling to a bar, hustle a few games of pool, and walk out with an armload of TV dinners. Sounds like an old episode of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> a bit weird. Twilight Zone obviously getting a shout out on the show, given yeah, uh, you know Bill Shatner has been on that. I think I th- around yeah, now I there I... was the the second uh, remake of Twilight Zone would have been around now on UPN as well. Um, I think so. Mm. Might be a deliberate oh. shout out. But yeah, uh, I think just about all all of the the big the big three and a half were on on the original Twilight Zone. Oh, were they? Yeah. Love this. Yeah. Just gonna cheat a little bit. But as the weeks passed, it seemed less likely that their distress call had been received. And it became. Coal mining is a dangerous business, especially at this point in time. Yeah, well, my my own country was. uh, used to be. The driving force of the UK really with its mines and, and such yeah. and so big history of mining in, in uh, Wales Mom? scares the hell out of me I'd hate to see humanity destroy itself I always find it funny that these shows go I'd love to go back to like the 50s or 60s mm-hmm. you know around the Cold War time and things and about how close we are to destroying ourselves but like yeah there's been periods much closer to now where yeah. we've been closer to probably destroying ourselves than than then it'd be interesting to see if like the 2010s is that era that gets visited in future like in 20 30 years like yeah. to people go back to then and um, or why, like why not even go back to world war ii say and that for me is the closest we've come to pretty yeah. much you know wiping ourselves out i know not nuking but you know atomic bombs are in play at that point so I say another uh, non-Star Trek companion piece to this that would be good is uh, October Sky. Is a it, it's a it's a movie. Yeah, um, I, re- and, I know the uh, name. Yeah. Um, because it's about about a kid in West Virginia, which they also have a lot of coal mines there. Wasn't that was inspired by by you know the Sputnik launch to become or to to join NASA. Why does he do that? There we go. We'll have to get a whole listing of. Uh, well, you do some useful links on on holistickmedia.com. We we'll have to chuck in the details of that one. Well, I will because I'm editing this episode. <laughs> then perhaps you can help me construct a subspace transceiver. I told you, it's impossible. The stone knives and bearskins. will die. This world's on the brink of self annihilation. I don't believe that. Because your fascination with this species is... I wonder what Tamir would have made of T'Pol's... I'd love to see, like, Tamir from the end of the episode meeting season four T'Pol. Yeah. And see, like, what they make of each other. Open your eyes. They revel in violence. They devote what little technology they have to devising ways of killing each other. So did we centuries ago. They just haven't realized. Well, maybe I'm the only one, but do you get like chills? You know when they, the Vulcans characters make reference to what they were like uh, before they found logic. I always get like yeah. these weird chills because it's, it's like an indirect Romulans 
mention. I'm like, yeah. oh god, they've mentioned kind of Romulans. Uh, it's kind of this piece of history that just is so loaded, even when they don't say mm-hmm. much about it. If they discovered the truth. Good trilogy to read about that. It's Vulcan uh, Soul. Where like the, the, the first part of it takes place like literally Where right after the Dominion War. But it kind of they find this piece of history that that's able to link the the Romulans and the the Vulcans together. I believe I can use a waveform I'll pop it on my list, man. It's one of my New Year's resolutions. Is to to read a lot more, mostly just track stuff. To be fair, I'm so far behind on my my reader list. I need to sort it it's out. nice that uh, that Lucille Ball got a shout out too. Mm. Cause she's she's the one that that pushed Desi to go ahead and pick up. Star Trek, I the know, original I was, series. I literally saw uh, some tweets about her today, actually, uh, from Dr. Kolber um, himself. Hi, you're right on time. Oh, he lied. Yeah. And he's been caught. Yep. Great location. Mm-hmm. Won't get any of this on um, any track made in 2021, guys. No. It's all AR screens and virtual reality sets and stuff. Yeah, it was uh, filmed in uh, San Bernardino along California 138. Wow. Well, it's different than seeing it on television. I know people would look at this episode and think, oh, it's a cheaper episode because there's no... Yeah, there's no special effects and no, you know, CGI, but, but like to get those cars to get just location shooting, this is probably a really expensive episode. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Outfits? I know they probably own all these yeah. Paramount, but it's still uh, none of it's cheap. You're not from Mars, are you? Oh, oh I, I, I didn't mean to make fun of you. I'm not offended. May I ask you a question? Please. What happened to your mate? You mean my husband? Yes. He left a long time ago. Jack used to get. It's quite a strong female character. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in that time period. But you know she. Uh, she runs the bar, yes. She must run it. I'm not sure, and uh, or at least works there. I can understand. Yeah, she's driving. Yeah. Taking him around as a, as a male. I think it's great. It's nice to see this very just very subtly done. Such a strong female character. Four fifties period. I know. Well, um, I'm due back at the pine. Kiss her. She wants you to kiss her. Kiss him. Kiss him. <laughs> now this bit here goes too long. <laughs> yeah, like, just a little bit. I thought she would just turn and get out of the car. But she's like, no, I'm going to go in actually for the kill. Actually, think as well, like she she initiated the kiss as well. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. really impressive. Um, right. For uh, an episode that wanted to get Jolene get off her as quickly as they could. Um, they've done yeah. a good job with portraying the rest of uh, the women throughout the episode. Pleasant. I did say very pleasant. <laughs> We've got company. I love that he's clearly 
had a bitch about Tamir. <laughs> so, yeah. so even she was like, oh god, go. we've been caught. Uh, I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> Thank you again. Head back to mom. Yeah. Slap on the wrist. Waveform discriminator. I went to a baseball game in Doylestown. More research? I just realized he lied as well. Oh, he exaggerated. <laughs> this whole thing of Vulcans don't lie, such a... Such a load of BS. I didn't initiate it. An intimate act. For the longest time in my life, I never considered uh, a kiss an intimate act. Right. <laughs> that, that's how I would justify <laughs> my actions as a young man and some of my bad choices in, uh, <laughs> in life. It's time to accept the fact that we may never leave this world. I thought that uh, Mr. O was really good in this episode. Yeah, and you know, I I think for for the basis of his character, he was actually wanting to stay on Earth, mm. no matter what happened. Yeah, I think that was clear, wasn't it, almost straight away. Yeah. So I'm guessing Tamir's job is, she's working at the bar, I'm assuming, and she's mm -hmm. cleaning. I would love to have seen her pulling some pints. Some ales just proper having to like pump away at the... Yeah, at the tab. Yeah. I was just going to play some pool. I didn't mean to bother you. <laughs> didn't mean to bother you, but I'm just stood here watching you. <laughs> this kid's weird. Really? Are you just trying to clear your mind or reach a higher spiritual plane? <laughs> I spend a lot of time at the library. <laughs> Studying meditation techniques? Oh, different things. Uh, mostly about places I'd like to visit. Uh, like Tibet, the, the Buddhist monks there meditate every day. And in India, they've got these mystics called fakirs. Supposedly, they can almost stop their hearts just by using willpower. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, in uh, Lower Decks. <laughs> One of them is going to see the koala. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he smiling? What does he know? <laughs> what about you? What do you like to read? Now, how old is he meant to be? Um, I'd say about 17 or 18. And what do we think Tamir's age is in human years is meant to be? Human? Oh. I've seen it already. I'd say probably about probably about 60 or like, well, for, for a human like if she was born on, born on Earth probably 30s. Yeah. Like late, I, mid, mid to late 30s. I feel that. I don't think she sees a romantic interest in him. I think she sees him as a younger no. kid. But I think he's definitely has a romantic interest in her. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that he has encountered someone at an intellectual level that kind of understands him and yeah. what he knows. But I, don't, I always thought that he kind of fancied her. Hello. Hey, I got tickets to the So is this where it all goes wrong in the, mm -hmm. in the mine? Jack, Maggie. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't. What's wrong with you lately? Maggie's oh. Are you all right, Billy? Yeah. Cut to 
It's on the ship. Mm -hmm. Trying to find a phaser if I uh, remember. Yeah. Correctly. Or whatever they call them at this point. Particle weapon. There you go. Yeah. Help me find it. Why? There's been an accident in the mine. At least 20 men are trapped. It could take the humans days to free them. We can't interfere. They'll die. I would say he's an he's an opponent of the Prime Directive. Mm. What if they see the weapon? You can prevent lives being lost. Well, we had this discussion a few weeks ago uh, when we were yeah. talking about Dear Doctor, and I think that you should <laughs> you should save lives now if you can. If, uh, the mm -hmm. possibilities there. You don't know what's going to happen after. This has nothing to do with contamination. It has to do with compassion. Compassion is an emotion. They're my friends, and I'm going to help them. Don't try to stop me. <laughs> like, all right, fine, I'm out of here. <laughs> but she plays. She plays ball. Yeah. She's uh, she's on team Mistral now. Guessing they must have had just uh, some standing sets for caves. Yeah. At that time, for the amount that we used to see them in uh, in all the tracks. Yeah, because like I said, could probably be where you know Neelix lost his lungs. <laughs> I just watched that uh, like a few weeks ago. Or you know the cave where where Bashir and Garrick are in in Army of Bashir. Understood. In eight meters. But you know, I I really wish they would have done more more than just that one for for Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I think our friends at the Vedic Assembly, a Deep Space Nine podcast on Holotwick Media, have done one in their writers' room. Yes. Save the day. Mm-hmm. <coughs> There's a stratum of quartz on the wall opposite the opening. I see it. Set your dispersal rate. I can't see it because the shot's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> Two more meters. We're through. Oh, almost through. There we go. There. A remarkably well carved uh, hole in the wall, yeah. <laughs> How far? Approximately 30 meters. rescuing the 12 miners. Mistral became something of a hero that day. Yeah, erecting a statue of Mistral. Yeah. They did, but no one ever discovered the truth. 
Three months passed, and just as they had resigned... Gosh, how long were they there for altogether then? Must have been about, what, six months or something? At least, yeah. Because they were pretty settled in even before that point with the mine, so and if this is three months later now... Tamir. This is Captain Tellus of the Vulcan survey vessel Duval. I'm responding to your distress signal. We thought it wasn't transmitted. Your signal was received by a Tellarite freighter. It took them some time. If this was like humans getting this message, they'd be like, Yeah. Oh, God. And we'll like smile at each other and stuff. <laughs> Whereas Tamir and them are just like, oh, Brilliant. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. We shall wait for you to arrive. I think it's cool that there was a Tellarite uh, shout out. Yeah. Which may have been one of the first Tellarite mentions on Enterprise. We hadn't seen them yet at this point. I wonder if that was a uh, first mention. Home. Up north. I'm gonna miss you. You're about the most interesting people I've met in this town. I'm sure you'll meet a lot of interesting people at college. I'm not going. What? Why not? She's shocked. Yeah. You can see she's changed from from the start the of the episode. Yeah. yeah, she's definitely changed. Very much like to Paul's journey, actually. Just being mm -hmm. around the humans just changes her a bit, I think. Yeah. Can you try again next year for the scholarship? I'll reapply, but there's no guarantee. I'm sure they will offer it to you again. And if not, there's always a library. Still a lot of books I haven't read. It's Paul, Mum. Good luck up north. Busting her ass. Still not enough. It's not exactly a vacation spot, but I hope you'll come visit us. Perhaps. I just find this bit a bit weird from the mum, though. Very forced, the way it's written, personally. You took those college boards. Got the highest score of anybody in the county. It's not fair. No, it's just, what, what was that going to achieve? Why are you saying that to, to me? Probably just venting frustration. What names did they give? What was everyone calling Tamir? I don't know. I don't think they've... Yeah. They brought it up. I'm trying to think what she... What we could call her. Uh, Jane. Camera? Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you know, for about 18 years, <laughs> I've always thought, <laughs> I need to find out who did invent Velcro. And I, I never do it. Every time I watch the episode, I'm like, I need to find out when it was invented. Did it sync up with this at all? Actually, Velcro was invented about... Uh, in, it was invented in 1941. Uh-oh. We'll pretend that's not true. Maybe it hadn't gone, uh, it hadn't gone international yet. Or right. even national. She's gone out of her way with this, though, you know. She's gone on a train. She spent time around people that she just didn't want to be doing before. 
She's so matter of fact, though. Yeah. This guy's brilliant, though. Just is such a small part. Dollar signs in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Pre-meeting the Vulcan, Zephram Cochran would have been proud. Yep. <laughs> so how much money do we think she was paid for that? Uh, let's see here. Looked like a decent amount of 50s. Yeah, so... I thought that. It would have been worth quite a lot, I guess, back then. Maybe between... Five and five hundred and a thousand. They set this jar up right away. Actually, if you remember, the punter dropped something straight away. If you look carefully at the money, they used bills from from the time that the Enterprise was was made. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, what a sloppy. Didn't you tell me? A sloppy little touch. <laughs> Everything else that they uh, do on the show. That's crazy. Yeah, like, when, but when we first see her having them, they, they do have the style that was used at that time. It just seems silly, isn't it? Well, and the thing is, I think at that time they were transitioning from from that style to to what we what we have more now. to see it. I've seen enough. I haven't. I plan to stay here. If this is your attempt at humor. They're on the verge of countless. We know that even Tamir and uh, Stron there are like in the same colors and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Mistral is wearing a different color. Do you know? Like, it's kind of just one of those yeah. visual things that shows he's. Like, you know, they, they, they were command and he was just, you know, mucking about. Yeah, he's not aligned with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's out of sync with them. This has nothing to do with Maggie. And he's in love, despite what he says. She has helped me appreciate their culture. But I don't intend to remain in Carbon Creek. Oh, he's moving on. To one of their larger cities at first. After that, I'm not certain. There's so much to see. The High Command will never allow it. The High Command. It's not possible. <laughs> God, it's a bunch of evil guys. Tamir. And gals. Well, I mean, it is possible. You're just going to say that he, he passed away. Be on the next survey ship. In another 20... Another lie. More statistical scans from high orbit. That's not enough. It's just kind of help add some sort of reason to why the Vulcans may have been close to Earth. Yeah. Oh, what, about a century? About 110 years later for... Yeah. For when they did make first contact. Because I don't think Vulcan's particularly close to Earth uh, on the star charts, I don't think so. He was killed in the crash. There were four Vulcans aboard your vessel. Mestral died in the crash as well. We cremated their remains. God, they just don't care, do they? They don't give a shit. Oh, well done, you burnt their bodies, good. As long as there's no contamination. This is this is one of the big issues with the Prime Directive. As long as you don't contaminate, you can do whatever you want. This is what Mariner's fighting against, man. On lower yeah. decks. And that's it. To me, the story's over. Never see her again. Do you realize you've just rewritten our history books? A footnote at best. Footnote? It, this is like finding out Neil Armstrong wasn't the first man to walk on the moon. 
He wasn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot of people say he wasn't. Mastral, <laughs> stay on Earth. The rest of his life, presumably. And that would be what? Another 100, 150 years? Possibly longer. <laughs> An alien is left on Earth in the 1950s. Lives through, what, 30 presidents? I love the season one and two trip. Yeah. No one notices him? And what happened when he finally kicked the bucket? Did the Undertaker just shrug and ignore his ears? You asked me to tell you a story. <laughs> it was a good one. But did it really happen? I found it interesting that Paul wouldn't have an answer to that question. Because if she went to yeah. visit, um, you know, was it Carmen Creek she went to or something? Yeah. If she went to visit there, you'd think that she would probably have looked into what happened to Mistral. Right. That I also visited Yellowstone Park. But she just seemed to suddenly want to downplay it. I'm a scientist. That includes geology. Thank you for the meal. <sighs> My pleasure. My gut tells me that Archer probably believed the story was true. Yeah. But I think Trip would have continue to doubt it afterwards you know yeah. i think he probably thinks it was just a bit of a uh, bit of a storytelling but i think i think archer will have suspected there could be more to it particularly once he becomes more familiar with um yeah, yeah. paul yeah hey good, good idea for for season five to pull actually confessing that it did actually happen maybe, maybe there's another flashback story man with the uh, tamir and there's the purse yeah Passed down through generations. So the, and the indication there is that there's a close affiliation with humans in the family, which doesn't seem to be uh, shared by her mom when we meet her mom. So maybe Tapala had a good relationship with her. It's, it's, it's stopped with her grandma. Yeah. So that's the end of the episode, Carbon Creek, our patron's choice. Thank you very much for the suggestion this week. Great episode, Carbon Creek, yeah? Good mm-hmm. fun. And it was coming off the back end of Shockwaves Part 1 and 2, which had been a bit heavier. So this was a little bit of a, you know, chill out, put your feet up, guys, relax. We're going to get going yeah. on a new season. You know, Minefield followed this one, and Dead yeah. Stop, and uh, we were two heavy, two heavy episodes, actually. So uh, this was, I think, an, a much-needed sort of stop, little pause. Yeah. Yeah, catch your breath. Okay, so yeah, that was uh, that was Carbon Creek. Thank you so much. I hope everyone, if you were watching it whilst we were talking, I hope you enjoyed it. Or if you're going to put it on after this, you know, again, I hope you enjoy it. We've got some uh, fun coming up now, guys. So we're going to start the new year with our Resistance is Futile event. We're going to be doing Regeneration in three weeks. So we're going to do the Borg episode. But it seemed like a perfect opportunity for us to do a bit more of a dive into the Borg. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be doing q from Season 2 of uh, The Next Generation. That'll be uh, next week's discussion. And following that, we will be doing Star Trek First Contact. A full review, uh, but we also have special guests next week, Chris. Rhea Papa Giorgio from Galaxy Class with uh, Amy Nelson. They're over on United Federation of Podcasts. Uh, Amy was on the show right in the early days. She really took a, a, I guess, a leap of faith going on the show with us. Mm-hmm. Two guys who she'd never been on with, and so Amy uh, set us up with Rhea. So uh, Rhea's going to come on, going to have a, a good TNG voice in for that conversation and I'm looking forward to choices we've made is so we can see the Borg as they were initially introduced see them how they were changed for first contact uh, into more like a horror uh, villain I guess yeah we'll then be doing a proper look and study it 
Regeneration, which is like the, the direct sequel almost to, to First Contact and a prequel to, uh, <laughs> to Q-Who. So it's, uh, it's all messed up. Maybe we're doing it in the wrong order. Maybe we should be doing Q-Who at the end of it and see if it ties up. But I'm looking forward to that. It's our first triple decker of like three. Block actually set out to together. Yeah, there'll be more of it. We've got it planned. We were talking about some of those before we even came on the air. So thank you very much for, for listening, guys. And I wish you all a happy new year. Stay safe. Stay sensible. If there are restrictions in your area, please follow them in regards to COVID-19. And if you're able to, get the vaccine. Get the vaccine, yeah. First round should be should be out right about now, from what I've been hearing, for the frontline workers and those that are more uh, in the essential worker selection. So. No one's putting a chip in you. And to be honest, guys, we're all Trekkies, so... A part of us wants to have data chips in us, no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So if that is what they're after, then by all means, go for it. And I, I say if they wanted to chip us, they they could have stuck it with our measles, measles mumps, and rubella shots. Exactly, so. exactly. For your older folks, the smallpox vaccine. <laughs> Chris, it feels like in our final show of the year, you need to end the show with what is now your catchphrase and a famous line from the first episode of Enterprise. So I'll, I'll let you close out this week's show. Thank you, everyone. Until next year, keep your shirts on. If you enjoy listening to The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast every week, then please consider supporting our show by becoming a patron. Visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash NX01 podcast to view our subscription tiers. Benefits of becoming a patron include earlier access to our episodes, bonus episodes, and much more. Your support helps us continue to maintain and exceed the high level of quality that you have come to expect from this show. To all our existing patrons, we appreciate you and your generosity so much. And to those of you considering joining us, we will be so thankful to welcome you into our group of patrons. Visit www.patreon.com forward slash nx01 podcast for more details you will also be able to find the website link in the details for this podcast episode the expanse a star trek enterprise podcast is produced and hosted by myself chris hill and kyle west and is a part of the hollow suite media podcast network to keep up to date with all the news and updates from The Expanse, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at NX01Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at TheChrisHill and Kyle on Twitter at KyleThomasWest. To join the Holosuite Media Community Discussion Group, simply type the Nexus into the Facebook search bar and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep your shirts on. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer. List other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Boldly Go, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast. It's too much effort and I'm busy. I gotta get this done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had stuff to do. He had logs to plant. He had a ship to take over. <laughs> He had an entire plot to uh, to fill out and make everyone think that he needed to have a trial for mutiny. 
because that will distract everyone long enough for them to get to Talos Four. He's busier than Prince Humperdinck. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Starpod Trek, a podcast exploring Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future. So we're seeing that the early Star Trek conventions were were a nice balance between science fiction and real-world science. And that was cool because th- because a lot of uh Star Trek fans are interested in science and a lot of, and I mean all of those um science guests that were there probably were Star Trek fans and and they they probably even said that that they got into to science because of their love of Star Trek. Loading Holosuite preview program for The Vedic Assembly. A Deep Space Nine podcast. We don't know what that Cardassian technology is, but it could, yeah. Do we need to know? No, nah. we don't need to okay, know. Just some yeah. bit of... Self-stealing, self-sealing stem bolts. Yes, it wants those self-sealing stem bolts. And <laughs> Somebody wants them. <laughs> because self-sealing, you guys. Yes. I mean, it's not just a regular stem bolt. <laughs> I don't know why you don't get why these are so valuable. Okay. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.